Jay? But anyway, hey guys, glad you're here. Glad you guys are all decked out. We got some pretty awesome, ugly sweaters in here. Well done. Um, I, I, I said before, I love Christmas. Um, I don't know about you guys, but Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year for so many reasons. Uh, but one of them is uh, the presents. Um, I, I'm just going to be real honest with you. I love to receive gifts. Um, so if anybody wants a link to my Amazon wish list, I will gladly send it to you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll post it later for you. Guys. No, uh, but anyway, we, I love presents. I love Christmas because so many different things and my family time, all that. But I remember like one of my favorite gifts as a kid. Anybody have like that one gift so far? Like, I mean, you guys are younger, but like you have that one gift that stands out as like the wow gift. Like it, it blew your mind. And to this day, like you think back, even if it was years ago, I have one of those gifts. That gift for me, I was probably like five or six years old. All right. I, it's yes, back in the stone ages, which I'm not that old, but whatever. All right. Um, and the, the, uh, the gift was the original Nintendo system. Like, I'm not talking, like, Super Nintendo. I'm not talking, like, Nintendo 64. Like, the original Nintendo. Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, uh, Tetris. Like, that was my life for a window of time. And I remember getting that and, like, playing it nonstop. And, like, you could only get, like, six feet away from the TV because it was corded. I know. Right? And you were, you were stuck here and you had to, like... If the game didn't work just right, you'd take it out, and you, you'd blow in it really hard, and then, like, barely push it in, and, like, get it to, like, just click in, and it worked then, and all these things, and, and I loved it, and I remember being so, like, blown away that my parents would do that for us, because we weren't a big video game family at that time, and, and like, they, they made that, like, our family gift, like, a big gift for everybody, and I remember, like, thinking, like, that's, that's mine. Like, me and my sister, we claimed ownership rights over that, and there was one time, it was, like, a week after Christmas, I was in bed. It was like late. It was like probably like one or two in the morning. I wasn't feeling good. You know, like you wake up in the morning, and you're just kind of like, eh. So I, went, I got up to like go to the bathroom, and I, and I heard a noise coming from the living room. And I'm like, what in the world? And I go in there, and there's just this glow of the TV and my mom at like 1.30 in the morning sitting there like two feet away from the screen playing Tetris, like trying to beat my high score, right? Just ah, like mashing buttons, and she never caught me. But um, anyway, love Christmas, so many Christmas memories, and like I said, so many of those memories revolve around presents and revolve around just gifts, and I think it's easy to sometimes get overwhelmed with that and get overwhelmed with the idea of presents and gifts during Christmas time. Like, you, you know, you, you see them everywhere. Everybody's th talking about, what are you getting for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? What'd you get them? And like, there's almost like this, like, value that gets put on the presents, and a lot of people will tell you, like, Christmas presents are ruining the story of Christmas, and like they're ruining, taking it away from the value of Jesus and, and all that. And to a certain extent, I agree, but I also want to challenge you with this, that Christmas really is all about presents. Christmas really is all about gifts, because the greatest gift we've ever been given was Jesus in that manger. The greatest gift we could ever receive as individuals, as human beings, is Jesus Christ coming to us here on earth. I love that we just sang that song. Uh, we didn't even plan this. Good job. Um, is this idea of Emmanuel. I love that visual and that, that word. Anybody know what that word means? Somebody shout it out. 
God with us. Good job. A bunch of biblical scholars. Well done. All right. Um, I love that word, and it's a word you really only hear at Christmas time. Thanks, Amy Grant, right? She was, Emmanuel. Like, all the adults know what I'm talking about. Like, no one else is like, they're like, what are you talking Who's Amy Grant? It's all good. I showed my age again. It's fine. Um, but that word, God with us, that phrase truly changes everything. And it's that gift that God gave us through Jesus by sending God to be Emmanuel, to have Jesus be Emmanuel with us that changed the course of history. It changed the course of my life, and it's probably changed the course of many of your guys' lives as well. But here's the thing you need to understand, that that gift, Jesus, the, present, uh, the presence of Jesus, God being with us, is the greatest gift you can ever possibly receive. Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians. Uh, as he, he, He's writing to the church in Corinth, and, he, and, he's, and he's talking all about the amazing power of Jesus and all that Jesus has done. And, and he says this in, in verse uh, number 15 of chapter 9, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. God's gift of Jesus, is, as Emmanuel, God with us, was so good that they couldn't even come up with words to describe it. It's inexpressible. Like, you can't even, like, begin to scratch the surface of the awesomeness of this gift. And here's my challenge to us tonight, is that each and every one of us would understand the power of God with us. Because God with us, Emmanuel, that phrase that you're going to hear over and over again for the next couple of weeks is a game changer. It changes everything. The greatest gift we've ever received is the present of God's presence. Emmanuel changes everything. You look at the Old Testament that word Emmanuel gets used in, in the book of Isaiah. Um, and then both uh, in Luke and Matthew, they quote that, that phrase. And in Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 23, it says this, as he's quoting Isaiah 7, 14, it says this, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. You see, before Jesus was even inside of Mary as a, as a baby being grown in the womb, he already had a name. That name was God with us. He, it's not just a name. It's a, it's a title. It's a presence. It's, it's a character trait, if you would, uh, of Jesus before he was even born, before he was even uh, in, in, inside of Mary being grown in the womb. Like you, you need to understand that he had already been tagged as God with us. He was a game changer before he even came. And we see this in the Gospel of Luke. If you guys have your Bibles, open them up. Luke chapter 1. If not, if you've got a phone, open up your YouVersion app, whatever it is. I want you to read this for yourself. If you don't have a Bible, you could fake it. You go like this and just listen as I'm reading and pretend that you're reading. It works just as good. Nobody will know the difference, all right? They'll just think you have a really small, thin, like, Bible, all right? Just pretend, all right? Here we go. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse number 39. I want to read to you something that happens here. Mary has already been told that she will have, she will be, with God's child, uh, she is pregnant at this point, uh, and she goes and visits her, um, a lady named Elizabeth, 
And, and Elizabeth, if you guys know the story, her and Zechariah weren't able to have children, and then they were older in age, and all of a sudden she has been told, hey, you're going to have a baby too, and it's a miracle, and all this stuff. And then we pick up the story in Luke chapter 1, verse number 39, says this, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and met, and, excuse me, and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, catch this, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I love this passage. I love this exchange between Mary and Elizabeth because it shows something. It shows something powerful about God's presence. God's presence through Jesus in womb, like he's in utero, like he's not even a full-grown human being yet, like he's still developing, he's still coming into like form and all this, but the presence of God is there inside of Mary and when Mary shows up and announces herself, the baby inside of Elizabeth jumps with joy. Anybody know what the baby inside of Elizabeth's name is? John? And he's John the Baptist, right? He likes covered dishes and, and, and committee meetings, right? No, he, he is John the Baptist. He is the, the one that's paving the way for Jesus. Like, he is a prophet that is sent before Jesus to prepare people's hearts for the coming Messiah. She's pregnant with him. Mary's pregnant with Jesus. Jesus just simply arrives in the scene, doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything. Just his mere presence caused John the Baptist to do a somersault inside of his mom's womb. Because here's the thing, guys, listen. The first thing I need you to understand is that Jesus' presence is recognizable. When Jesus steps into a situation, you can't deny his presence. I've seen it time and time again in my life. Where, where God intervenes, he steps in, and all I could do is step back and go, wow, God, you just blew my mind. And he doesn't necessarily even say anything or do anything. Sometimes it's just the calming presence of God that just causes you to stop and go, wow. The baby in a, a baby in the womb recognizes Jesus immediately. When the presence of God is near you, you cannot deny it. Point number one. Jesus' presence is recognizable. Point number two, ready? Jesus' presence creates excitement. Let me say that again because you guys look pretty dead. Jesus' presence creates excitement. Thank you. Some of you guys, fine, I'll, I'll pay you later for that. Thanks, PJ. All right, but... Here's the thing, I need you to understand that when Jesus is in the environment and when Jesus is present like he is right now in this place, because I know there's more than two or more uh, th that are gathered right now that love Jesus, that live for Jesus, guess what? The presence of Jesus is in the room right now, whether you want to recognize it or not, and you need to understand that that presence should bring excitement into your heart. 
I'm tired of being in church and being in youth group and like people like you're up there singing worship and like I used to lead worship so I used to hate it. Like you'd be up there and you're leading and like you're giving your all, you're having this intimate moment with Jesus and then there's like seventh grade Susie sitting in the front row like this, like, huh, what? And then like flicking boogers at me while I'm leading worship. Like you need to understand like excitement should be brewing because of the presence of God. Jesus' presence creates excitement. Elizabeth recognizes the presence of Jesus in this moment, and what does it say she does? She yells. She shouts with excitement because the presence of God is near. Guys, listen, when God is near and when Jesus is near, you should get excited. You should get that little like pitter-patter in your heart, like the Grinch, like your heart should grow three sizes in that moment. Like You need to understand that, that when God steps in, when Jesus comes on the scene, it should get your blood flowing a little bit more. One of my favorite things in the world is coming to church. Why? Because it's an opportunity for me to push everything aside and worship the creator of the universe without any distractions. I get excited. Sunday mornings, I'm an early riser anyway. You, my kids can tell you this. Like, I'm the first one up in the house every morning. Having my, I'm usually like two cups of coffee in before anybody else is awake. Like, that's just my life. That's who I am. I don't apologize for it. It is what it is, all right? But on Sunday mornings, I got to be here at 7.30 in the morning. It's not a problem. I get up at 6. I drink my coffee, take my shower, get dressed, and I'm like bebopping into church. Because I get excited to be around the presence of Jesus. I get excited to be around God's people. Jesus' presence should bring excitement just like it did into Elizabeth's life where she shouts for joy. She shouts because she recognizes that Jesus is right there. Emmanuel, God with us, is right there in the presence of Elizabeth. And she can't help but get excited. Remember point number one, Jesus' presence is what? Recognizable. You're close. Point number two, Jesus' presence creates excitement. All right? And then point number three, guys. Catch this part. Ready? Point number three, Jesus' presence is life-altering. Jesus' presence is life-altering. In this story, we see it because it says very plainly that Elizabeth at the at the hearing of, of Mary and the presence of Jesus, Elizabeth, in verse 41, it says, was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the, the, the part of the Trinity that we have the hardest time explaining, that we have the hardest thing understanding, fills Elizabeth in that moment simply by the mere presence of Jesus. Her life from that point on was forever changed. When, when John the Baptist does a cartwheel in her stomach in that moment, guess what? She realizes that everything that's been foretold her in a dream and in a vision through the angel and the angel speaking to her was coming true. Her life was forever changed right then and there. The Holy Spirit changes things. In your life, the Holy Spirit changes things. The Holy Spirit's changed my life. I got saved really early, guys. I got saved when I was like six years old. I was a first grader sitting in first grade Sunday school class, and like salvation made sense. And I prayed as much as I could understand in that moment that God would save me. And I believe wholeheartedly that that was my salvation moment. 
But there are, there, in everything in life, like you go ups and downs, and it's a journey with Jesus. And it wasn't until I was like in middle school that it really started to click. That it really started to go, wow, God's powerful. The Holy Spirit is life-changing. And my life started to get formed to be more like Jesus. And from that point on, my life has been forever changed. The presence of Jesus is life-altering. As we celebrate Christmas this year, as we, as we go through life, as we go through the, the, the ins and outs of this season, as we're eating the cookies, as we're, we're eating the ham or the prime rib, if you eat turkey on Christmas, I pray for you because that's Thanksgiving's meat. Don't touch it at Christmas time. I love turkey too, don't get me wrong. I'll eat turkey every other day, but Christmas should be something else. Whatever it is you're doing at Christmas, whatever those family traditions are, whatever lights you're going to look at, whatever tradition you're taking part in, whatever Christmas Eve service you're going to, whatever it is, please remember exactly what it is you're celebrating. The greatest gift you can ever be given, Emmanuel, God with us. It changes everything, guys. The present of God's presence is the whole reason we celebrate Christmas. It's the whole reason we do what we do, guys. The present of God's presence through Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Every time you hear that word this season, every time you hear that song that seems to go on forever, remember what it is you're singing. Remember what it is you're recognizing in that moment. The presence of God here with us. Because guys, listen. There's no greater thing in history that has changed the course of history than Jesus Christ being born of a virgin in the manger, fulfilling Old Testament, Old Testament prophecy and bearing the name Emmanuel. As we transition in our night, as we get ready to close, I wanna, I'm going to pray for us here in just a second, but I want you guys all to know that we have some fun things planned, so don't like check out yet, okay? After we're done with everything here, um, as we dismiss, I, I've been told, I was voluntold, that since Tommy isn't here, I have to like volunteer as tribute and take the pies. So how is it? Is it this way? I don't even remember. Is it two fingers? Is it three? Is it this? I don't know. That's three? Yeah, I don't know. I never saw Hunger Games. I don't know. All right, but I need you guys to know that you, um, that we are going to take care of that. We're going to do it outside, so it's an easier cleanup <laughs> for everyone involved, um, most importantly me. <laughs> All right, um, but we are going to finish with a song here in just a second, but here's what I want you guys to do. Shh, shh, shh. Hey, guys, listen up. Pay attention. In this moment, as we're singing this song here in just a few minutes, and uh, as we're being led in worship and as we're reflecting on what we learned from God's word today, the idea that God is with us. I want you all to know that God's presence is here in this room and it's life-changing. And if there's any of you in here that have never had that experience of the life-changing power of Jesus Christ 
and you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, if you never asked him to, to, to save you so that you could spend an eternity in heaven, I want you to know that you could do that tonight before you leave. This room is filled with adults that would be honored to sit down with you before you leave tonight, myself included, and tell you how you can make that happen. Don't go to bed tonight with that uncertainty. Know that you can celebrate at a whole different level because your life has been radically changed by the presence of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit. God with us, Emmanuel. Let me pray for us. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way that it speaks to us, the way that it guides us, the way that it directs us. God, I pray that you would just do a mighty work this evening. Lord, help every student in this room, every adult in this room to remember that the greatest gift we could ever possibly accept is the present of your presence through Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, help us to recognize your presence. Help us to get excited about your presence. Lord, help our lives to be changed by your presence. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' most glorious and precious name we pray. Amen.